When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, David. Welcome back to Believe in Arizona State, our weekly football podcast where we talk, hopefully, positively, all things Arizona State football. And I see that smile on your face, and I know it's because of the golf that you played the people that you saw and the great time that you had, not because you watched that game. Welcome. Man, let me tell you, it, um, it was great to go back, you know, the homecoming game honoring the uh, 82 Fiesta Bowl team. And basically what they did, they honored the 72, 82, 92, and 2002 football teams at Arizona state. And uh, a couple of them was the Fiesta Bowl teams. And so they honored ours 40 years ago, any festival where we beat Oklahoma uh, with Marcus Dupree and Barry Switzer and Stanley wow. Wilson. They that had a great team. football team, man. But we uh, we put a whooping on them. We beat them 32 to 19 at uh, Sun Devil Stadium, and uh, they honored all of us, and that was pretty cool. Didn't Stanley Wilson also go on to become a Bengal? Yeah, Stanley Wilson was a significant part in our running game in the 1988 Super Bowl, which he kind of fell short because of a drug uh, problem, but he was part of our, uh, our, our significant football team that we had averaging almost 250 yards a game rushing. Right. David, we're going to break from protocol this week because normally you and I are watching the game here in Cincinnati or where we happen to be. Yeah. And then we, we try to piece together what we thought we saw. We're going to handle it a little differently this week because you were there. You were in the stadium. You, you got to see some of the guys on the sideline. You saw some of the recruits, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'd like to handle today a little differently and almost interview you uh, from, from the moment you got off the plane, you got settled and you finally got to the stadium. What was your overall feeling of where things are right now? Well, I'll tell you what, man, when we got to the game, uh, there were many, many tailgatings going on. It was packed. And it seemed like it was just a packed house of tailgaters that were going to come into the stadium. At what time, by the way? Um, tailgating probably started about 9 o'clock. In the morning? 9 o'clock in the morning. Game started at 1230, 1250. Okay. So they, they were out there. I mean, I actually attended one of the tailgating uh, parties that we had uh, where all the football team and the football players uh, normally hang out with one of the chefs, uh, alumni, big booster of, of ASU. Um, and I call him Chef Pete. And Pete had everything rolling, man, that day. And when we got there, it was packed. I, I mean, I, when I looked at the outside of the stadium, I thought homecoming, it was goal out, like your goal you're wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had it on. We all had it on. They had T-shirts made for us. So all of the alumni guys that were being honored, that 72 and 82 teams, had those uh, shirts on. So before the game, man, everybody seemed very, very uh, enthused and energetic. But uh, where's the butt the... coming? You're leading me up. It sounds like a, a, a romance. You're leading, leading, leading us. And there's a big butt coming. Yeah, man, that, that, and, and it's not, you know, the kind of butt that we want, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, it was, um, what's the butt? Did those people not transfer and go into the stadium? 
No, I think they they all went in. We when I when I looked at that stadium uh, when it was kickoff, um, we probably had seventy, maybe sixty percent of the people was inside that stadium. And it holds seventy two five. It holds seventy two five. And so that I mean, you say fifty percent of that is you know half of that seventy two five. Thirty six thousand uh, people in there. Thirty six thousand people were in there, man, and I don't think it got any bigger. That was rough. Did it get smaller? Oh, yes, it did, man. It got smaller. And Dave, I'm going to tell you something, man. Any college atmosphere, the kids are going to be there. Yeah. The, ki- the, the kids are going to be there. It was it was very shorthanded. It, it was almost like a deliberate um, punch in the gut of not being there. And, and, it, and you could feel it. You could see it. And take me from the beginning of the game. I think you, you told me that uh... – you were a little surprised at the energy. Was the energy there at the beginning and waned, or was it never there to begin with? I saw more energy, Dave, at the beginning of the game when they ran out of the tunnel because you they run me, by. You sent me a, you snapped a, you, I you snapped, were a, I snapped the shot. I snapped the shot. Of, yeah. The guys are coming out of the tunnel. Coming out of the tunnel. You know, they got Pat Tillman, you know, the former uh, sure. uh, military guy that uh, lost his life. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's a story in itself, you know about to sign a five-year deal worth 50 60 million dollars with the arizona cardinals and decide to go fight for his country loses his life uh didn't get nothing from the nfl because he went to the military Uh, but there's a statue that everybody touches when they run out of the stadium onto the field and it's pat tillman and that was electrifying i mean the fireworks the 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 startup the way they did it they had a big old um Big monitor, screen monitor that had uh, Sparky walking out uh, through through Tempe, stepping on top of the 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 Oregon State bus. I mean, it was. I mean, let me tell you, man, they do it. They they do it up there. But that was the only electricity that I saw throughout that football game. Okay, take me from the beginning of the game. Kickoff first. You're always big. First possession of each half. Take me through the first possession of the first half and what led afterwards. Well, you know. Um, First possession of the game is the opening kickoff that we have the kick return and we have the football and we go three and out. And then uh, Oregon State gets the football and they drive down the field and they score a touchdown. And then all of a sudden you can hear the boo birds. You can hear things just starting to. That early in the game you heard yes, boo Yes. You know, that's tough, Dave. I mean, like I said, man, we're, we're here representing Arizona State. We're here talking about Arizona State football. And we're not here to bash mouth, and I'm not going to bash mouth my school, but it just felt different. You know, we watch the games on TV. I'm finally sitting out there watching the game and and watching it live. And it it wasn't live. It it just felt like it wasn't wasn't there. And and Oregon State just took advantage of all the opportunities that they could that ASU found themselves behind in the stick. So now their game plan changed. Tough. Take, take me through who, who played. We always say that the stars shine and, you know, we, we, we've got the X factor. We've got Elijah Badger. You've got Conyers. You've got Swinson. Who, who did you see who, even though the record's three and eight now, unfortunately where we're at, uh, who showed up, who showed the energy, uh, who, who gave you something to look forward to, who showed they're going to play at the next level uh, that's at least shown for you while you were there. You know, I've been saying this kid all year, the X factor. 
you know, Arizona State is, um, they've got a really good running game. You know, and, but what happens to you is when you get behind in the, the score, um, running the football doesn't happen. Um, Dex Factor had 10 carries, 108 yards, you know, in the first half. You texted me that. I, I said, how's the, how's the game going? And you started to text me scores. And unfortunately, it wasn't long between each text and the score kept getting worse. But then you did come back and say, but X has 10 carries for 100 yards. You know, and that, and that was, and Dave, the only reason why they couldn't keep doing that is because they found themselves, you know, down. I mean, 17-3 or 24-3 or whatever it was, they were down. I mean, if it's a field goal, down 7 nothing, and you could hear the boobirds. I mean, it was 7 nothing. We go down the field, we're moving the ball pretty good, and we didn't get a chance to get the first down, so we come out to kick a field goal, and we missed it. So the and year of frustration – any, any little thing that happened, the booze were coming out. And the frustrate, I mean, when you're, as a former player, we're all sitting there. They got all us former players sitting in this player's lounge watching the game from the end zone. And it, it almost got to the point where we stopped watching football and start talking to each other and reminiscing over the past years. And that should never happen. Mm-hmm. Never happen at an Arizona State football game. And like I said, I mean, we seven nothing throughout the whole first half. I mean, we were... We were in the ball game, but it just, the fight just kind of, it, it, it it's like the fire just went out. And every time that Arizona State thought they did something well, penalty backed them up, you know, jumping offside or, or holding penalty. And every time we did something, it seemed like it was just, we were going backwards instead of forward. And, you know, you can't play football against an Oregon State team. You know, many, many years ago, Oregon State Talked was about our, how good they are. They, they're yeah, Oregon State, Oregon State used to be our practice team. They used to be our practice team. We couldn't wait to play them. But yet, once again, Dave, they, um, it was tough, man. It was a tough game to sit there and watch as an alumni. It was a tough game to sit there and watch how they had been kind of like either steady or walking up the ladder throughout each week. And right there, they were steady, and they, and they started going down the ladder. And it was a kind of tough because all the alumni guys had the same feeling. Sure. David, let me ask you this. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to, to put back on your number seven. I'm going to ask you to become a psychologist for a minute or two. Were they out man? Was the talent level different or did learned helplessness kick in and go, we're inevitably going to lose anyway. It's going to happen. Was there a talent differential or was it learned helplessness? I, I'm going to say that it was probably a little bit of both probably a little bit leaning more with the talent because Oregon State's got some athletes on that field, you know, and they made plays. I mean, and once again, you, you, you call defensive plays to stop the offense and vice versa. You know, when, when a quarterback does a bootleg, if you're the end on the right side of the, of the bootleg where it's coming to, you stay home. Well, guess what? They ran a bootleg probably 10 times in that game. And on the same exact play, the defensive end goes and tries to chase the run on the other side. Quarterback rolls out. There's a tight end wide open. So it makes them look like they were just world beaters. And and once again, you have to pay attention to detail and you have a job to do. You're not going to make the tackle on the other side of the field unless the ball comes running back to you when it goes that way. Mm -hmm. But until you understand the defense, you stay home because you're not you're they're not asking you to make the tackle on the other side of the field. That's why they got two defensive ends. He right. has a job over there, I got a job over here. 
if they're going to run the bootleg and that quarterback comes back, guess where he's coming to? He's coming to me. So they just were paying attention to detail was not in on Saturday against Oregon State. Dave, we live here in Cincinnati together. We're not in the same studio right now, but we live in town together. And obviously we are bombarded by Big Ten football, obviously. We're bombarded by Notre Dame, only a couple hours away. We hear a lot about Cincinnati football. What we've learned, and I, I think if I have, don't have the top 25 right in front of me right now, but what has happened for me, for sure, what I think has happened for you, is the Pac-12 is nobody's stepchild anymore, like people used to think in the last couple of years. That USC-UCLA game was unbelievable. A couple other games this week, uh, just incredible matchups. And we, we talked last week in the prep for this one, we talked about that they had won four of five, almost five of five, losing by a field goal to Washington at Washington. It, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they gave them everything they could. So did we. But it's not an easy conference. And when we are not on the same level, they, they seems like they're doing all they can to prepare and get on that field. But when push comes to shove, right now the horses aren't there. So my question here, you were just there. You were wrapped up in the pageantry. You were talking to alums. You were talking to the people there. What's the first step in turning this around? Well, they got to find a, a permanent head coach. Um, the head coach they got right now, I believe, is is, is, a, is a pretty good coach. Um, very, very known in Arizona. Um, players are playing for him. They're trying to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, but they've got to find some kind of cognitivity that to the point where it's um, it's believable. Believe in what the coach is telling you. Believe in your football team and just make a commitment, commitment to excellence. I'm going to commit to Arizona State. I'm going to do everything I can uh, academically to be eligible to play football. And I have to start believing in myself as well as my teammates because, you know, our special guest is sitting there waiting right now in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the bullpen. I um, talked to him about two hours ago, and David, all I'd say is, I, I know if you're sitting in your office where I think you are, I'd either grab your sun double helmet or your big, I'd put something on because he's coming after you, man. Oh, I know, I know. And, 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 and let me tell you, I, I don't really like to mention that school's name. It's okay. We have to start. Years, the four years I was there, Dave, they beat me. And he was on that team. So um, without a doubt, I'm, I'm pretty sure that people probably that listen to this podcast know. <laughs> On my call with them, I think he said he's 5-0 against you. When well, I, 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 only, I only played four times against him, and they beat me four times. So he's did probably he – Did he redshirt and get to be a part of another one? His five years, he was there. He beat us. Yeah. So I'm going to bring him in here, and hopefully he, uh, he tries to keep it pretty simple. But uh, we had to get this thing working later on earlier today because uh, oh there he is. is he's coming in can you can you see us Dave no I can see you bro there he is my friend listen guys <laughs> I, I uh, good to see you just because he's got the same first name I got man that's probably the only thing that we kind of we kind of like got to you know to work together but you know we, we're talking about um, David Adams running back at. Uh, the University of <laughs> I can't get no. that out, but I'm gonna try it. No. I'll, I'll Arizona University of Arizona. You. Thanks. I'll, I'll help you out there. Dan. I know it's hard. No, let me let me uh -oh. help you. Here it is. The undefeated five and zero Arizona Wildcats. That's the difference. Yeah. Now, where I'm does that you. fifth victory? If you, did you play more than four years, Dave? 
No, no. Well, I got there in 82, just like David. And I, we were redshirted. I, my whole class got redshirted. David, you know, being the phenomenal athlete he was, he didn't get redshirted. No, 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 Dave, I did. Did I you? Redshirted. Our 82 team, I redshirted. Oh, okay. So, uh, did you come out early? I came out. I, I left my fourth year. I left my third year, fourth year. Ezra Billy had one more left. John Cooper wanted to move me from safety to linebacker, so I had to get out of there. Well, that makes sense. Well, uh, I have a uh, David Fulcher story that nobody knows but me. Uh-oh. And, uh, and yeah, no. And I owe, owe you a great thanks. Because, uh, you know, U of A was after you big and heavy because your brother went there. Yes. And so 1230, the morning of signing day, Coach Smith called me and said, David Fulcher said he's going to ASU, so we have a scholarship for you. So if you would have came to U of A, I wouldn't have got a scholarship. Oh, wow. Since you went to, since you went to ASU, nobody knew. Oh, wow. You know, he called me at 1230 in the morning, signing day, David. I was going to Weber State. I had just committed to Weber State the day before. Oh, wow. I told him, okay. And uh, I was like, and I hated it because, you know, Utah, the snow, and da, 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 da. And then when he called me at 12.30 and he says, uh, we got a scholarship for you and John Horton because of two players committed to ASU. And uh, I said, well, I'll be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I oh, left wow. the house at 7 for a 20-minute drive because I knew Weber State was going to be at my house at 8 because they, they they really wanted a brother. But because – You uh, show your appreciation by beating him four times. It's a nice – Well, I had, I had to let him know that uh, I felt for him. Because he made a mistake, and he he knows that now. But that's the good thing about rivalries is is after fact, not during. During is cool, but you know when you get to be 50, 60, 70 years old, and you can talk about the games. That's when it's the most fun. David Adams, do this for me, and then David, I'm going to ask three Davids on one podcast. I'm on David Overload myself here, but uh, <laughs> David Adams, what was it like to play against David Fulcher, and then David Fulcher what was it like to play against David Adams? Oh, I tell you, David was a phenomenal athlete. Uh, I mean, he, he could have played linebacker. That's why coach wanted to move him there. And David could play any 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 position on the field, basically. And our offense was geared about around knowing where he was at because he made a lot of big plays. But what worked in my favor is David Fulcher, he wanted to kill everybody that he hit. So those are the easiest people to get away from because they're trying to kill you, not just tackle you. Notice so, my lack of surprise here, David Adams, that he wants to kill. Oh, everybody. oh yeah. He Notice my complete I, lack of surprise. He, he was going to knock your head off and screw it back on so he could knock it off again. So it was, it was easier for me to elude him because he was coming and he was coming with bad intentions. And uh, it only worked out one time where, where we met where he ended up uh, – demolishing the 30 yard line marker because he missed me because I was like, okay, he didn't think I saw him, but I saw him coming and I said, all right, one more step and cut left and he'll miss you. And he killed that 30 yard line marker and he got up and he said all kinds of stuff to me. You just wait, David, you just wait. And I'm like, well, well wait for what? This, this isn't personal. I, this is business. You just and showed the other was- side of David Fulcher. You said bad intentions. He lit up like a Christmas tree. I haven't seen oh. him that happy since he shot 79. Uh, I'm he, telling you. He must he, have some bad was, intentions out there. He he was coming to knock you completely out of the game, into the hospital. 
but he would go visit you and apologize once you were in the hospital. <laughs> All right, let's put a stop there. Let's reverse it. David Fulcher, what was it like to play against David Adams? Well, I think David said it. He summed it up, man. Um, we, we When we played Arizona, we, we were actually – it was one of those things that we thought we were better than them. And – because of, you know, the years that they were having, they didn't, you know, we were 10 and nine and one, you know, nine and two or 10 and oh, we go to, we play U of A and it's like, okay, just another game. Let's get ourselves ready. And U of A would kick our butt, you know? And I found myself a few times, like David said, trying to do more than I normally would try to do, you know, try to go and knock this guy's head off. David was, David was hard to tackle. David could run. David was strong. You know, David, uh, Dave, how tall are you, man? About five, 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 six, five, six. That's I was fair. one, I was 178 during those days. I might be a little bit more than that now. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but the but, guy uh, could play, Dave. The guy could play. Thank he was, you. Uh, you know, thank you. when you look at, when you look at small running backs around the NFL, a lot of them are, um, they're either very, very fast or very, very strong. They're not both of them. This guy, David, was both of them. And you he had know, power, he had enough power, had enough speed that if you sat back and waited for him to make a move and try to juke you, he'd run over you. If you came up too fast, like I did a few times, thinking <laughs> I'm going to just run over and just run right through him, he'd make one move and I'd miss. And, you know, those were, those were learning curves for me. Because I, I'll tell David this here, and I'm telling both of you guys this here, that, you know, I had a, a, a really fortunate opportunity playing the NFL. And because of guys like David got me ready for those guys in the NFL, the Barry Sanders, the guy who just can't run up there and try to hit, you have to get breakdown and, and make sure you make the tackle. So I became a very good football player in the NFL when I made tackles, because I learned from the things that I, the mistakes that I made in college and, and, and David Adams was probably, you know, as much as I didn't like that team, but that team did a whole lot to us because they just, they, it's almost like they had no fear on us. They might lose everybody else, but they would beat us all the time. David Adams, he just said your name in the same sentence with Barry Sanders. If, if that happened to me for any reason, I think I would have a big smile on my face right now. Well, I do have a smile on my face because our running styles were similar. Mm -hmm. the, the difference was he won the first round and I won the 12th. So I had to do, <laughs> I had to do some, super duper things to make a team and Barry, no matter what, when you're a first round draft choice, you're not going anywhere. My so, cousin, uh, my cousin Barry happens to be here in the studio with me. No relation to Barry Sanders, who's a massive lions fan. So he is enjoying any of this discussion guys. Look, let's get back on the task at hand here. There's a game this Saturday. I've read some things that I've seen duel in the desert uh, and uh, all that goes with this matchup. Let's talk about the game. David Adams, which which Arizona is going to show up? The one that beat UCLA at UCLA two weeks ago, or the one you weren't thrilled about this weekend? Which one show? You know, up? and that's the problem. You never freaking know. I mean, one minute they're 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 gangbusters, and the next minute they're they're the little sisters of the poor, and and you just don't know what's it going to take to ignite them to play the way they need to play in this type of game. Because everybody got to bring their best. If you don't bring your best this week, you have to live with this for the rest of your life. It's just like the uh, 70 to 7 uh, a few years ago. 
everybody brings that up to my face. And I'm like, look, I didn't have nothing to do with that. That's when I go back to the old days, deep coach. And I start talking about in five games, ASU scored 74 points. So I don't know how you guys could give up 70 points in one game. One game, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it, and it's horrible. I see, see David, did you see a smile on his face? That's 70 to 70. It, it so was there for that. a momento. It, yeah. it was there. <laughs> but here's what I say about that 70 to 7 is, you know, you have your days. That's it. You know, and, I, and I've been there. You know, I, I was talking about, uh, I was talking about, Dave and I were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and, and watching them uh, against the Cleveland Browns a couple of weeks ago where they, they couldn't do nothing. Them. They couldn't do anything. And you have those days. It's like waking up in the morning and you don't feel good, so you don't get out of bed. But when you feel better, exactly. you get out of bed. Well, you know what? 70 to 7 a year ago has no meaning and no bearing on what's going to happen this weekend. And no. watching both of these two teams and what they do and what they've been doing all year, when you go up roller coasters up and down, up and down, you have no idea what's going on. But I do know what rivalry games will do. Rivalry games will throw all the records out the door. And now you get a chance to talk about what you're going to do with that cup for the next year. And everybody's exactly. fighting for that cup. And exactly. I know U of A wants that cup back. But yet, Arizona State is playing, you know, not the best football. U of A is kind of going up and down, up and down, more than Arizona State yes. is. But that game means more than anything. And you're going to probably see the best game probably out of both teams at the same time. But you know, somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. David, yes, Adam, take me through a quick script of how Arizona wins the game. Uh, the defense has to come to play for one because that's been the major problem. Arizona's been putting up a lot of points, but, but their defense just hasn't hasn't made a statement. And uh, they they made a statement against UCLA, and then the next week they were reading about the press clippers from UCLA and didn't come and play last week. So in order for U of A to win, they're going to have to bring the defense. They got a, a young quarterback, and he's not young as far as being there, but he hasn't doesn't have a lot of experience. They got to put pressure on him, and everything else will fall into place because U of A's offense is is making things happen. I didn't have a chance to see the Arizona game this past week, but, but I believe at one point were they down thirty-one nothing. I think it was you know 30, what? thirty-one seven. They were down thirty-one seven, yeah. and then they made it a little was, bit of a comeback. And, well, and now, David, a, go ahead. They made a comeback from uh, everybody started getting their getting some playing time. So that's what a lot of people don't understand. In in college and the pros, after you get up on somebody, sometimes you just start getting some people some playing time just uh, either for the next season or, or just to give your starters a break. And that's how it ended up 31 to 20 or whatever it was. Yeah, that's what it, it was. The game was not as close as the score indicated. So in your opinion, if, if Arizona's going to hang around in this contest and win it, they've got a defense has to show up, David Fulcher. Arizona State, how do they win this game in Tucson? Well, you know, you 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 go back a couple of games ago when you had the University of Washington and you had them in your house and you played error-free football. You know, turnover ratio, keeping Arizona's offense off the field. And, and as a defensive guy, you, you got to come up and make plays. When Arizona State's defense makes plays, it gives their offense an opportunity to play good football. And I've always said it before, the X factor. He's got to carry the football 20 to 30 times. That way you take a lot of pressure off your starting quarterback. And guess what happens? You now control the football game. 
Time of possession is very important here. How, how long can we keep that offense of Arizona's off the field where we can do we can we can play well, we can do big things? Arizona's Arizona's defense is not bad. I think you said that Arizona's defense is not bad. The problem is when you're when you're when your offense is scoring and your defense is not giving doing this and doing that, you know, you don't want shootouts. Because shootouts, no. shootouts, unless you've got a, a high-powered offense, if you're UCLA and USC, you saw both of them guys had shootouts against each other. But they got right. good defenses as well. But they both have good, powerful offenses. So Arizona State's going to have to run that football against ULA. Someone's expecting a shootout because uh, I'm looking at the spot right now, and uh, David Adams, I don't even know if you know this, but Arizona's a four-point favorite, only four at home. And you usually give a home team three automatic. They usually get a right. three point for being so they're they're only giving them one more point other than the standard you know, three point and the over under sixty three, so they're not expecting a seven to seven tie at halftime. I can tell you that. No, they're not. But I mean, a four point four point means that you know ASU has a hell of a chance because you get three automatically. So I don't know how they got a one point after the automatic three. Uh, I think it should be a, a close game. A you know. Oh, look like David paused. Might have lost him for a minute. That's okay. He'll probably come back. Okay. But you know, he said it, Dave. He said it. Four point, a four point spread is pretty easy. Pretty easy for people to overlook. Because are they better than four points? Um, can they? That, that's not even a touchdown. You give a field goal up, you give up two touchdowns or two field goals, you got six points. So yeah, we got David pausing right there, man. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe we'll... that's all right. My my cousin right here sitting with me is an odds maker, professional odds maker. What is four? What's four points mean? If three is a standard giveaway for a home team to have, that extra point means what? Well, in a close game, it's a big point. In a close game, it's a big point. And this this usually rivalry games are shoot out right to the end because there's the incentive. To be close all the way through the game, they don't give up. Okay, so th basically, that that saying, there's the incentive to win. It's that home incentive to win. It's going to be a close ball game, but since they're at home, they're giving them just that edge to pull it off. Okay, right. it makes sense. D David, uh, let's hope David comes back with us, which I'm sure he'll try to do here. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm, and I'll, I'll introduce this to him. I promise when he comes back on. And uh, you don't know this is coming, so uh, you can uh -oh. yell. At me uh -oh. we, you can yell at me tomorrow when we see each other. But uh, sixty seconds, I'm going to give you sixty seconds, and I don't want you to tell me what you would say. I want you to deliver it. If you have a chance to talk to the team um, for sixty seconds before they come out the tunnel to start the game on Saturday, what are you saying to them? First thing I say to them is, "Listen, man, whatever you have inside of you, leave it on the field." When you come off that field, you should be exhausted. You should not want to do anything else. But before this game starts, look at your brother left and right, and you tell him we're going to war. And I hope you got every all the ammunition that you got in you because we are not getting off that field without a victory. And if it means something to you, like it's going to mean something to the guys that have played in the past, leave it out there on that field because when it's all said and done, we cannot walk off this field without a, without a victory. I'm ready to check for my eligibility. I, I, I like that. That's awesome. I, I, I kind of asked him, and you, so you, you watched him play. You were right there in the stadium. 
wasn't necessarily their best effort. Oregon, I, I believe if we have to say, and I don't, I should have known this, but I don't, whether the score between Oregon State and Arizona this year, but you saw Oregon State play, you've seen Arizona highlights and seen them play. What do we absolutely have to do to come out of there with a minimal one point victory? Well, fundamental football, you know, blocking, tackling, throwing, catching. Fundamental football, the stuff that we te- we are taught when we play peewee football, uh, you block your man, you tackle your man, you catch the football, you do those things. And in communication, just communicating, you know, and, and I think sometimes, man, I, I, and I watch our quarterback. Um, the kid is pretty good. Young kid, he's pretty good. Give him some time to throw the football. How about Trenton? Trent, Trenton. Give Trenton a chance to throw the football. He can he can put the ball where it needs to be. And Badger you know, is amazing. Badger's amazing. Conyers is amazing. Think and, about and this. So is X Factor out of the backfield, and Stowe's in Ghana. They've all got hands. They they've got they've got all the components to be an eight and three football team, and not a three and eighteen. And here's the thing, though. When you have first and ten, you got four downs to get ten yards, but you're only going to really use three. And I think you and I talked about this here weeks ago. Get into short down, short down positions where it's third and short, second and short. When you get in third and second and short, you that opens up your playbook. It, it takes a defense off their scheme and off the things they want to do. When you do that, you can be successful. Arizona State's not that far off, but yet they're kind of they're not they're they're not that close. But yet they're far away from trying to make this thing right. And you know, it, it can happen. And you know what? If you're going to do it, this is the best time to do it right now against the University of Arizona. You played there twice, correct? You actually played on that field twice? Yes. What's it like for those of us that have? I've actually spoken at Arizona twice. And uh, back during the Rich Rod years for them, a friend of mine was their director of football operations. So I've actually seen all their facilities and walked around the stadium. It's a beautiful place. Uh, you've played there twice. What's it like? You know, the first time I ever been down to Tucson was when my brother went there uh, back in 1978. Reminded me of a ghost town. You know, I I, I didn't like it. It wasn't, wasn't too many places to go or, you know, it was just ugly. Just an ugly place to go. That stadium. These words won't inflame the rivalry at all. Just keep going. This, hey, this won't that have any stadium, That stadium is it's not Sun Devil Stadium. But as a Sun Devil player, and you're playing down there, you make it your stadium. And how do you make it your stadium? You start hitting those wildcats in the mouth, and then people will stop talking. They're going to get quiet because their team is getting whooped. You, 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 have, to, you have to take this with a, with a grain of salt, Dave, okay? Really, really simple. When I went to the NFL, there was a coach by the name of Paul Brown. Founder of the Cleveland Browns. Just a little famous. Only started. Just, just, just a little famous. Just, just a little famous. No TB problem. told me one time that when you put your foot on the throat, you don't take it off. No, you're not trying to kill him. You just don't want him to feel good. And I've always had that in my mind every time I played against somebody. Didn't matter who it was. But when we played the Wildcats, we didn't win them four games, but I let my name be known. I let them know that David Fulcher, number seven, 
was here. And if we're going to go out and win this football team or win this game against this football team, we have to let them know that the Sun Devils are here. And when you start playing like that and you start having that attitude, that thought process, that want to, that have to, I'm going to back that one up. Not the want to. You have to deliver the message. You have to deliver a blow. You have to do those things. And when you do those things, you're going to be successful. And that's what makes it tough when U of A and ASU play each other. And I think we might have him coming back here. But let me tell you, man, that's what it's going to take. That's exactly what it's going to take for us to win this football game is to have to's, not the want to. Because everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to do good. But you have to do those things. And if you have to do them, you're going to be successful. We're sorry we missed you there, man. I thought maybe it was a wildcat. You had to take a break. Well, no. What happened is I'm just so used to winning. I, I didn't want to wait so long. <laughs> hey, like David, David while like you were David. gone, well, David Adams, while you were gone, uh, I, I let David Fulcher go first. You don't know this is coming, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring this on. I didn't tell you in our phone conversations before tonight that this was going to happen either. OK, I don't want you to tell me what you would say. I want you to say it. if you had 60 seconds, you had 60 seconds to talk to Arizona before they leave the locker room, come out the tunnel and take the field for that game. And you're given 60 seconds. Tell me what you say. And this is PG, right? This is PG, man. Yeah, yes, this sir. is PG. Okay. Keep it clean, now. Keep it clean. Let me tell you exactly what I would say. This game is different than any other game because you may run into these people in the street somewhere. So you cannot let somebody have something over your head for the rest of your life because it's so, so close proximity. Never let your neighbor or your brother beat you in something. You always want to beat them. So no matter what, when it comes down to it, whatever argument you say, I can always say, you know what, but I always beat you, or I beat you on this day, or you couldn't beat me in that. And that's what a rivalry game is like, because it's usually close proximity to each area, USC, UCLA, things like that. This is our rivalry, and you don't want to be 50, 60 years old looking back and didn't give your best. So go out there and do what you got to do. I can see why you two have stayed friends and why you were competitors. You were in different ways, in different kind of different examples. You basically just said the same thing. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. David, I didn't get a chance to ask you this. And, and David Adams, if you've ever had the same experience, please share it. But I know this weekend with David being back on campus, David, you mentioned to me that you had come across a couple of the recruits on the sideline and they watched the game, and I think you had a moment to talk to them. What you mind sharing? What you might have said? So well, I mean, I, are you talking to David Adam or take, uh, talking to me? David Fulcher first, then I'll okay, come back. To okay, you. okay. So, you know, so we had the homecoming game um, this past weekend uh, against Oregon State, and there was probably a good sixty or seventy recruits walking around the, 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 the stadium, and we ran up. We ran up on four of them, and I uh, was with uh, Glendon Art and Daryl Clack, and. Uh, Daryl said, hey, guys, what, what, what schools you guys go to? And they told him a couple of schools they went to. And as they were sitting there talking to him, one of the kids turned and looked at me and I said, hey, man, so what position do you play? He said, I play safety. Other kids say play wide receiver. Other kids say play running back. I said, let me ask you guys something. Look out on the field right now and see if tell me if you see your number out there. One kid said, yeah, I see, I see my number out there. Yep, I see my number out there. I said, yeah. Now, do you guys know that those guys could be seniors? And if they're seniors, that means that next year you could be wearing that number and you could be out on that football field. 
playing against Oregon State, having an opportunity to beat them, like we're going to try to beat them today? And they said, wow, I, I never really imagined that. I never really thought that far. I said, well, start believing it. Start believing it. And if Arizona State's the school that you want to come to, then guess what? Check those three guys, those three numbers, and see what year in school they are. Because if they're seniors, that number's available for you. And if you're hungry like they're hungry, guess what? This might be a possibility that you can play football here for us. And you're on that football field beating up Oregon State. David hey, Adams, guys. have you been in a similar situation? Look, yeah. you, you, wait a minute. You're getting a half a smile and a nod out of David Adams. That was that, that because I put myself in those kids' position and listened to somebody that played in the NFL for so many years, All-American, All-Pac-10, all that kind of stuff, telling me that I could do what he did that's all the motivation I need. So I would be very motivated by that. That's awesome. You know, and it's funny, though, Dave, we talk about this, man. And Dave and I are rivalries on the college football field and, you know, professional football field. But, you know, we're, 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 we're brothers. We're brothers in a fraternity that has given us an opportunity to showcase our talent on the football field, but not only showcase the talent on the football field, but to be mentors and leaders throughout the country when we talk to young men. And those young men will listen. They will listen, but if you give them a platform, if you give them the, 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 the go-to, the get up and go juice, if you give them that, you know what them kids are gonna do? They're gonna believe in that. Because them, them four boys that I talked to, I'm sorry, it was three, them three young men that I talked to, I can see it in their eyes. Like I, They wish they could play right then. But if you can give them that love and give them the, the, the same things that we got, you know, I'm coming from South Central Los Angeles. Willie Shaw recruited me. My brother went to the University of Arizona. I didn't want to be under my brother's wing. I wanted to be David Fulcher instead of being Mark's little brother. So I, I, I had to make a choice. And that choice was Arizona State, not University of Arizona. Because I didn't want to be under my brother's wing. I wanted to be my own guy. So when I sit up and talk to those young men on Saturday during that game, that's exactly what I said to them. The number that you're wearing is on that field. And if he is a senior, you have the chance to have that number that you wanted when you're in high school. And guess what? When my brother went to the University of Arizona, guess what number my brother wore? He wore number seven. Seven. And when I was at Arizona State, I was a wide receiver wearing number 84. When I, that number seven was a senior punter for us, Mike Black. And when Mike Black left, I didn't even wait for Mike to leave the school. I went to the equipment manager and said, hey man, when Mike leave, I want number seven. Here's a surprise. And that's how I got it. I got number seven because my brother wore it, and I wanted to make that number my own when I was at Arizona State. You know, the more we do this podcast, uh, it, it's just the little things that happen that completely change a human's be human being's life. You choose ASU, David gets a scholarship to Arizona. The, the Bengals draft you one pick before you wanted to go play for Oakland. But the Bengals take you one pick before you went to Oakland. Da David, you'd, you'd have gone, and I, I've spoken at Weber State a number of times. I've been on that campus yeah. a few times. I speak on colleges for a living. Uh, it's a nice campus. It's not Arizona. There's a different feel uh, completely. But your life completely changed that day. And uh, obviously for the better. What are you doing now, David Adams? I have a finance company. I do venture capital type stuff. So I deal with money with investors and things like that. And I want to add something to what David said. Everybody that goes to college, whether they admit it or not, 
wants to go to the next level. So when you're talking to somebody that's been in the next level and they're feeding you information that you can only get from somebody that's been there, you have no choice but to be, to feel you made the right decision. Because a lot of people that go to, to universities don't get a chance to talk to somebody that played in the NFL. Hmm. And then, there, there you go. Gentlemen, let's, let's come wrap this up now. Give you each a, a moment or two to uh, encapsulize what's going to happen this weekend, how you see it playing out, and uh, give me a little thought on who you think is going to have the cup by the end of the game. Well, I'll go first. I think, I think U of A should pull it out. And not just because I went there, just from watching both the teams play. But I do think that it's going to be like a seven-point difference. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in any direction. I think it'll be seven, maybe ten-point difference. And I think U of A should pull it out. One, because they're at home. Two, because their offense, once they get rolling, they're very difficult to stop. You know, and, and, and I echo that, too. I mean, there's no way I'm going to pick the University of Arizona to beat Arizona State. But if Arizona State doesn't play football like they've been playing the last couple of weeks, uh, competing, you know, fighting, uh, U of A has been playing pretty well. The U of A that I saw against UCLA, if they if that U of A showed up, that team showed up, they can beat anybody. Yeah, again, I agree. But then again, you look at some of the games, you know, before that and prior to that, how it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a seesaw. It's a seesaw for them, and and we're the same. Yeah. Um, We've been battling a lot of stuff. You know, lost Herm Edwards uh, first game, second game of the season. You know, U of A's got a coach that hadn't been there long, and he's trying to turn that program around. So we're we're all battling for the same thing. But I do think that when it comes to the territorial cup, when it comes to just you know, because I'm pretty sure that seventy to seven shellacking they put on them a year ago, they probably are looking at that right now throughout the week. And you know that that's a if, if I'm a coach at University of Arizona, I'm, I'm replaying that game to my kids because I'm telling you that was an embarrassment and nobody wants to be embarrassed like that twice. So I believe the U of A is going to come up and they're going to give the best game they can give, but also believe that Arizona State is going to find a way to get it done. And like Dave said, I don't know if it's going to be a, a blowout game for either team. Uh, just depends on what happens. Who gets up on who early and who right. continues to keep throwing the punches. If you don't throw a punch back, it could be a blowout. If you keep throwing punches and they start realizing the history of this game and what it means to the state of Arizona, they're going to fight for it. But uh, obviously the fork has got to come. They got to come out with the fork, man. And I know that's kind of tough, but Dave don't like seeing that, but the fork is there, man. Well, actually, I love seeing it because every time I see it, I remember, David, you never lost to that fork. So that's, that's why it's good for me. Oh, uh, good, the, oh, oh, good. See, the good David. thing is, 150 years later, me and David can sit here and talk about this. And regardless of what happened, it, it's just fun to yeah. be able to be in the fraternity of uh, being able to play Division One football. And also, when we play in the, in the next level where there's 2,000 people that have, have a job, it's like being the governor. There's only 50 of them. Yeah. Out of 300 yeah. million people, there's only 50 governors. I know. Out of all the people that play football, only 2,000 can be in the NFL at one time. That's it. Only 2,000. It's neat to see the mutual respect between the two of you. And, and David Adams, I think you'll appreciate this. I told David Fulcher that as soon as we get, as soon as they solidify next year's football schedule for Arizona State, 
I'm going to ask him to look into his past and find some people where he's got the upper hand in each situation. And we're going to invite some of those people on because I'd say David Fulcher is a good dude because he hasn't worried about whether or not the person we've brought on, he just wanted to have good people on who are an expert who can oh. talk football, who can talk that. And uh, we appreciate, it. I know it's tough for you. I know you're you got a busy day today and you made time for us and we really appreciate that. Appreciate well, you, you know what? I'm going to be totally honest. I have so much respect for David and Mark. I mean, I don't know Mark. I know David better than I know Mark, believe it or not. But David has always been a class act. And this is just poking fun. But, you know, David, you know, what did you get? Ten years in the NFL, brother? I got nine. Nine years in the NFL. Then that is so difficult. To, I mean, because the, 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 what is it, 3.7 years is the average? Yeah. Three and, and you half, did three, three, three times that amount? Yeah. Man. You know, and I say this too, man. I think it's it's, you know, I look at I look at the, the the amount of college football Hall of Famers compared to NFL Hall of Famers. There are seven million college football players that go through colleges, but there's only a mm -hmm. thousand eighty three Hall of Famers college football. Boom, boom. Think about that. Think about all the millions of football players that played college football. That and and. The many of them that have played in the NFL, a lot of those NFL guys aren't college football Hall of Famers. No. And let me tell you something, man. The, the one thing I like about college football and NFL football, I love both both of them, but I like the the passion that, that's brought out in college football than it is in the NFL football. Because the guys who are playing in college football, they're auditioning to get to the next level. Correct. They have a real purpose of playing football because they're trying to get to the next level. But if you play the game of football from here, the heart, those that are playing the NFL will last longer because they're playing from the heart. But Without if you a doubt. From the pocketbook, the NFL doesn't stand for National Football League. David, you know what it stands for. Exactly. Not for long. Not for long. The, you're absolutely right. And the amazing thing, my brother, is this here. The NFL doesn't care. It doesn't. It, 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 it lasts without everybody. And people don't understand that. Walter Payton is gone. And the, and the, wow, we're losing David. We're losing we might have David. lost him. That's, that's a shame. It's okay. We're almost here at the end. Yeah. Oh, there's there you go. Here. He's still there. He's still there. David Adams, let, me ask, you, let me ask you a quick question. Are you going what? to the game? Are you oh, going to the attendance? Man, not only am I going, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, film it so I can send it back to David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no. Listen to this. This is the amazing thing. I have a radio show that I work with a guy, and it's called Five Two O Sports Talk, and he does Five Two O Sports Talk, and he does Six O Two Sports Talk. And who gave me press box tickets? Six O Two. So I'm going to be sitting in the uh, press side of ASU. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, 602 and 502. So that's area codes. Right, right. 602 is, is, is to be, 502 is Tucson. There you go. Boom. David Adams, uh, David Fulcher, every, it's in June, right, David, the golf tournament? Yes. Uh, every year, David throws a, a celebrity golf tournament for charity and uh, does a lot of that's great. Right, Dave. You play golf, Dave? You play golf? No, I win. I win at golf. There's a difference. I see. Okay. Uh, why don't you come back and be on my team and we can win that tournament. We'll, we'll come back, 
Put him on my team, David. We'll, we can we'll do that, man. We'll up, talk we'll about it. him up with Jim Breach. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll talk time. about it. We'll get him out here. Hey, let, let's do play. it, man, because I don't – I just – you know, I just love the victory over Big D, and I, I just want to see him just run and hide after I go, like, 52 under. Can I, may I ask a quick question? It's in yes. my blood to do this. Is there any small, and I'm not talking about monetary, it would have to be different. I don't want any money exchanging hands. I've seen David have to pay off a golf bet, and I never want to see that again. But is there any, is there any type of wager that could happen between the two of you good-natured over this game this weekend? You know what oh, I would like to do? What? If we had to bet, I would like to do this. Dave, you got a favorite food? That's what I was going to say because I don't gamble. Me neither. So loser, loser buys dinner. That sounds good. That's, that's loser perfect. buys dinner. Yeah, whatever there you, you go. want, whatever you want, whatever I want, the loser buys dinner. And I'll be the that's witness it. at that dinner. And That'll you're going to be at the dinner with us, Dave. So all <laughs> oh, the three yeah. D's is going to be eating together. Three Count D's. I'm, appreciate Count you, me. man. Appreciate you, Dave. I'm going to start fasting right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, we take care, man. I appreciate you coming on the pat on the podcast, man. And uh, good luck to uh, you and uh and the family and everything you're doing, man. And, and, uh, hopefully, uh, them, them, them sun devils will do what they need to do this weekend to, to up the up in the up in them wildcats, man. Well, let me put it to you like this, brother. Anytime you need me for anything, you call, you got the number now. Yes, so sir. let's, let's make some things happen. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, brother. Take care, man. All right, thank see, you. You later. With us. see you, man. All right. Take care. All right. Yeah. So much. Yeah. You know, when we started this, and and this is our uh, this is our last one. No, we got to follow up for the. No, no, uh, we have we have no, You might want to talk about the game that's about to happen. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll follow up on it, man. But I'll tell you this here: I think this has been um, an experience, uh, a learning experience of us, and I think we did pretty well. I think we had fun, um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, it would be obviously much much better um, to see when this, the Sun Devils will get this uh, football team back where it needs to be. And each week, our podcast will be talking about winning games and winning attitude, winning tradition, you know, and, and not rebuilding, because I think in college, you're always rebuilding. But I think the point is, is trying to find a formula um, that uh, that fits everybody. I think it's tough when you have a, a coach uh, that has a uh, an offense and a defense, and then you're taking these players and you're putting them in that formula sometimes you got to have a formula that's built around the players that you have and that's that's tough and a lot of people don't see that you if you're if you're a running offense but you got a quarterback that can throw the football and you try to make him run well you know that's not the best formula for you but if you got a quarterback that can throw or a quarterback that can run and you take your formula and you build it around that formula good things will happen. So and I think that's what you and I have done this past couple of weeks of having this podcast. We have taken- And I can tell you this from friends and family and just people who know that I'm involved in this podcast. What I've heard that people like the most, which I think we can build upon in the future, is when you and your guests, and we've always had guests that have either coached or played at significant levels. It's when you can share and educate us outside of our frame of reference because we didn't walk a mile in those cleats or we didn't walk a mile in those coaching shoes. That's what makes your expertise. That's what makes David's. And uh, then to see mutual respect between you and Dave, between you and Clack, between you and Munoz, between you and nearly every guest that we've had, it shows that 
football is a training ground for life and it builds character in in men like yourself and look at him uh venture capitalist yes uh, that didn't just happen and no. i know you didn't know that story i didn't you choose asu he gets the he gets to know that man i really didn't him. know that i have to tell you his life would be who, who knows where he'd be mm-hmm. state's just different it's a beautiful campus nice campus i've spoken there uh utah's a different place it's just a different world. And uh, look how one decision by you affected another man, his family, what he does for a living. And uh, we're all very blessed to do what we do. Well, you think about the, the blessing that came upon me, knowing Willie Shaw. Yeah. Willie Shaw fought for me, and he gave me that opportunity to show those coaches at Arizona State that I belong there. He got you the last scholarship. He I got me the last scholarship. And you got David Adams. And I got David Adams a scholarship, the last one at U of A. All right, brother. Peace out, man. Until we meet again, man. I'll see you around, my friend. I, I by the way, I'm just going to go out and say it. I think we win. And I, I think it's by more than the spot that they're over us. I think we win by more than four. Well, I'll tell you what. I believe that the X factor is going to be the factor in this game where he rushes for a whole lot of yards and we bring back that tutorial cup back to ASU. If he combines, last thing I'm going to say, if X combines for 150 rushing and receiving and Badger and Conyers combine for 100 yards, I think we win this game. That's it, man. That's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to leave it at that, my friend. Oz has spoken. Have a great All right, day. brother. Talk to you later, man. We'll see you, David. See ya. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.